Beer's mandatory. The inaugural run. Inaugural run times two. Uh, we tried it last week, guys. Maybe one day we'll release that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but this is it. This is the inaugural run. This is, uh, we're going off of this, so don't fuck up, boys. <laughs> uh, just before we get going, we have a decently packed little schedule today. We're going to talk about our NFL mock draft, that's, mock draft that's coming up next week, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep, next Correct. Thursday. 27. Next Thursday uh, evening. 26, 26, all right. 8 p.m. Uh, 8 p.m. I know where Nick will be. Um, <laughs> and we'll just maybe we'll go around and introduce ourselves first. So I'll be kind of like the moderator of, of, of future discussions. Uh, I'm the pretty hairy woman, Graham. Uh, Isn't it Gray Amy? Gray Amy? Yeah, Gray Amy, according to 60% of the world's population. Gray Amy. I'm Tay, the uh, NFL expert. Sure. And I am Nick, the sound guy. <laughs> he's uh, a... He's keeping himself uh, under wraps there because last week, uh, okay, what were they saying sometime? He just like goes off about everything that he does. It's just shamelessly self-promoting himself. Again, you might hear it one day. Yeah. He's another NFL expert as well too. Uh, so we're gonna do our mock draft. Um, we got some NBA playoff talk, some NHL playoff talk that we'll get into as well too. Uh, I'm a diehard Leafs fan, so currently right now I'm on suicide watch. So we might be light on the NHL playoff talk uh, this week. Um, and then I just want to talk briefly, and I actually can't believe that this comparison's never been made before. It seems like there's probably some experts somewhere in the world that, that should have come up with this comparison. But I'm going to talk about how this year's Toronto Raptors, the 2017-2018 Toronto Raptors, are, uh, I think, pretty comparable to the, the championship-winning 2004 Detroit Pistons. I mean, different game, different time period for sure. Uh, different stats are obviously going to come into effect there, but um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot there, a lot, a lot that we can talk about. Um... Yeah, so without further ado, uh, Tay and Nick have been hard at work, hilariously at work, I guess I should say, <laughs> coming up with their uh, their mock draft picks. So, In case anyone's wondering, uh, some expert opinions. Yeah, a couple of expert opinions and a sound guy's opinion. Uh, <laughs> Strictly. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yes. Great, great Amy says so. Um, yeah, so Nick, why don't, uh, you're, you're playing home court, why don't we uh, give you first... Uh, First pick. So first overall. Thank you, Graham. Uh, so in my top ten mock, I've got, uh, as the number one pick off the board, I think Cleveland's really going to take Josh Allen. Josh what? Allen, eh? Yes, Josh Where's Allen, it? and I think he's going to be number one overall. So why Josh Allen? Tell me right now what makes him uh, I've been seeing a lot of rumors flying around, and uh, I really think that's going to be that guy they're going with. they got Tyrod right now, so they don't need anyone NFL ready right now, and they're going to let this guy blossom. Uh, and do it the right way. But what know? makes Josh... And not, and not do it how they did Kaiser, essentially. Yeah, or Johnny Manziel. Um, but what makes Josh Allen so special? Like, why is he your number one pick? Why is Cleveland Brown going to say... Like, I know they have two picks have in the top five, but... Uh, why? why? Why Josh Allen? Why one? Josh Allen... Have you seen any videos on Josh Allen? No, okay, I... Okay, so I'm, he's the quarterback in the draft this year that has a cannon arm. Like, okay. And he's very raw, and he's probably one of the, like, has the highest ceiling... Essentially, he's got most seventy yards throwing on two knees. But he's very, like, he's very raw. Like he's young, as, yeah. and he played for uh, a weaker division in school. No. Yeah. So. Did he win a collegiate championship? No. No. He played for Wyoming, so he's not even in the conversation with those teams. And oh, Taylor okay. can get into numbers, but no. his statistics, <laughs> his statistics against uh, oh, okay. yeah, top yeah. tier teams. Uh, one and eight. One and eight against what? What division? When it like. Against top uh, ranked. Right, I think it's ranked teams. Ranked teams. That's fair, that's fair. So, but would you say then... So, yeah, he's raw. Maybe Do he's I agree with the pick? Not essentially, but 
But I guess that's... I think that's who they're going to pick. That's a very interesting take, right? Like, you know, we yeah. can talk, like, as the experts. I'm air yeah. here. That's hard on a podcast. To yeah, see. yeah. Uh, but it's so true, like... Like, what are the Cleveland Browns... Like, trying to get into the mindset of what the I, Cleveland Browns... If I was do. the GM, I would not be picking Josh Allen. But I, I do... Okay, so who would you take if you were the Cleveland Browns? The other Josh. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um... I guess, I guess, like, with the Josh Allen, like, if he's playing in a weaker conference, he's playing against lesser opponents. Like, maybe anything he's did, would you put an asterisk beside it? Would you take it with a grain of salt? What, but sorry, say that again? Uh, so, Josh Allen, you say playing in a weaker division, playing against lesser competition, right? Would you maybe put an asterisk beside what he's done or what you've seen him do or, like, a, a grain of I, salt? I think you kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, that being said, Carson Wentz came from the same division as uh, yeah. Josh Allen's coming from. Like, okay, you do. Okay, like, okay. Same you kind of talent coming out of college. Raw. Yeah. A raw, undisputed. Okay. And what was he? Until he got injured, un, like, easily MVP of the league. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah. And he's going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's a good comparison to Carson Wentz. The raw talent, you never know if these guys are actually going to turn out. I guess that's there. really all a draft is, is just a lottery, right? It's like, a you really can't, you can't know for sure. I mean, yeah. for every LeBron James that was taken first overall, you know who was taken second overall in that draft? In the LeBron NBA. James. LeBron James was taken first <laughs> overall in the 2003 NBA draft. Widely considered the most. I'm going to bring a lot of things. Darko Milicic. Darko Milicic. Hey, right? I, thought, I thought Darko went first. In my Darko went second before Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, no. uh, Carmelo Anthony. Wow. Yeah. So uh, there's I always guess that bust. You get never really know, right? In the 09 draft, Memphis took Hashim Thabit out of the league within two years. What? Guess who went third overall? James Harden. Yeah, it's just no. You, you hit and you miss. You hit and you miss. Exactly. Right? <laughs> All right. Yeah, so it wasn't number two, Evan Turner. Mm, that was twenty ten. Okay, twenty ten. Ashamed the beat was second in two thousand nine. Nice try. Nice try. Um. So Taylor, first overall pick. Who you got? All right, I agree with Nick in saying he's, they're going quarterback, but they're going raw, and they're going Sam Darnold. Oh, Sam Darnold. Okay, the so other Ross prospect. <laughs> Sam Darnold. He's he's raw, but he's not raw. Not yeah. Allen raw. Do you, do you he's not Josh Allen raw. Yeah. All right, fair. So does he play in a, a tougher conference or? He played for uh, USC. USC, okay. Starting quarterback. They, I believe they lost their bowl game. He's he just he reminds me a lot of Big Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, Big Ben Roethlisberger. So he's gonna have some uh, kind of like sloppy runs with the law. Not sloppy. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's had some runs with the. Oh, I just go. think. Yeah. I think your Cleveland Browns. You got you. What do you? What have you needed since you become the Cleveland Browns again? I guess. I guess. Quarterback. Then yeah. <laughs> they've never had a quarterback. The best quarterback in their since they've become the Cleveland Browns again has been Derek Anderson. I guess it's he had kind like, of what, the one two years. He had one year. They went eight yeah. and eight. He's thrown a brilliant Edwards. The guy was catching everything. Yeah. So I guess the argument right now between the two first picks is: Do you take that high ceiling raw talent, or do you take a guy that maybe he doesn't have as high a ceiling, but you kind of know what you're gonna get, right? Essentially, yeah. yeah. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, if he develops right, will be one of the best quarterbacks. Like the game will. The see. potential's there. Yeah. yeah. Same with Sam Darnold, but I think there's a higher ceiling, like you said with Josh Allen, but his floor is lower as well. That's fair. And Sam Darnold's probably a little bit more. Uh, yeah, developed at the Darnold could go in and start, but the Cleveland Browns have Tyrod Taylor, so they don't need to force that upon him. Maybe. But I think Darnold will be better off serving as a backup for maybe a year, maybe two years. Maybe a little bit closer to being NFL ready, though. And then he'll be then he'll be exactly what they want him to be. But and I guess Cleveland has two top five picks. I mean, you could probably go high ceiling with that number number one pick, right? Yeah, but I agree with Nick in saying if, if it was my choice, I'd take Josh Rosen. He's the number one. He's the guy that's 
NFL ready. He looks nice. But with that being said, the Cleveland Browns don't really need an NFL ready quarterback due to the fact they have Tyrod Tiller that can develop, like that can take over the season. And I'm not entirely sure that they're NFL ready to go compete for a Super Bowl. Exactly. Right now, anyway. So they don't have a team why around rush, this quarterback. Why rush the? It's going to do more harm yeah. to his development than, than anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. All right, Nick. Uh, number two. Number two off the board for the New York Giants. I have them selecting Sam Darnold. Oh, interesting. Okay, so. For all the reasons Tay just said, basically, uh, and here's the thing: they go one or two. So if out, who no matter goes one or two, they're taking a quarterback. Here's the thing: I I gave the New York Giants have them going Sam Darnold because the Giants have a few positions with within the top ten prospects who they could potentially pick of need. They, they could pick. They could take Saquon Barkley. They could take um, Bradley Chubb. They could take like they have a lot of positions. They're going to be in a rebuild soon. But Eli Manning's maybe got. One year Maybe. left in him. Maybe. I mean, he got, to my disagree, but he got pulled last year um, yeah. for lackluster performance, yeah, yeah. which I don't Garbage think was the move. right call. Garbage move. But the the truth of the matter is, is that he's not he wasn't performing. Well, be it the Giants did not have a last season. Nor the Giants were not performing. The Giants as a whole were not performing. No, they were not making so, a good year. Yeah, but the whole team itself. But to say that Eli Manning's the problem, he didn't have yes, a lot of help. Exactly. That's what I have a problem with. Yeah. I didn't agree with the pull, but. Yeah. Anyways, the fact of the matter is Eli Manning doesn't have a lot of time left. And yeah. with all these quarterbacks in this draft, I feel like... You'd be foolish I, I, to miss out. I mean, again, you there's high, no one, high reward, but... No one no one by the New York, from the New York Giants listens no, to I this know. podcast. You can, we can say that why, why, okay, why I, risk can it. Right? Can I, yeah. I can see what you're saying. I agree with you 100%, but I believe they're going to go Stark Juan Barkley. Is I, that your number two? Yeah. That was my second choice. Those are my two guys. Do I know my reasoning? Yeah, say it. Go. Okay, so Eli Manning, what do they do with Odell Beckham Jr. healthy? Their defense was playing how they should be playing. They were the best team in the NFC East. They made it around those playoffs until they met the one and only Green Bay Packers. So, Tay's a Packers fan, it's, by the way. It's kind of hard to beat that team. <laughs> As that radio silence just kind of airs, airs <laughs> in Lambeau. But anyway, so Eli Manning, I don't think this guy is at the end of his leash yet. This guy's got two, three more years in him. Two, three? Two, three. And they need... They have a team already around Eli Manning that can win now. You get Odell Beckham resigned. You bring in a young running back like Saquon Barkley. That takes a ton of pressure off Eli Manning right there already. The guy was throwing 40 balls a game regardless because they got no running game. Defenses know what the hell they're doing. They bring Saquon Barkley in. Good correct luck. Me, correct me if I'm wrong. Hasn't Eli Manning always bombed? Even during those uh, championship runs, wasn't he always like a bomber? Like he just he threw a lot of a lot of passes no matter what. Oh, he's always throwing. He also New York really passes. hasn't had a ton of. Running backs. Oh, man. Say, yeah. Brandon Jacobs. Think about it. When they won the Super Bowl, they had a, they had Tiki Barber the first time. I was going to say Tiki Barber that no, first time. No, yeah. But Tiki Barber was tired, right? And then the second time, they had Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs having two career years. So they had running games. So I see why you're saying they need a running game again to get the They have the defense game. there. And then they have uh, their offense there. They got Otto Buckham Jr. coming back. You Rumors trust, have you trust Bryant going there. You trust Eli a little bit more if he doesn't have to throw 40 a game. 100%. You, can, you, you take back his workload a little yeah. bit. Yeah, all right. I do agree. I do agree. Yeah. Now, Nick was saying a second. If, I don't, if they don't take Barkley, they take Chubb. I don't think they go quarterback in this draft. That's... All right. But that... We're doing, like, 10 picks that you guys have came up with, right? We're not doing, like, alternate universe. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. I know, I know. I just wanted to... <laughs> alternate timeline that's mock was, drafts or anything that's like that. That's what I was referencing earlier. The Giants have a few positions position top the, prospects yeah. that they could fill, essentially. Basically, there's uh this is, they're gonna get someone that they need. It's pretty much if you fail no, for they're sure. Gonna, they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna go win now or they're gonna go win for the future. 
Because they go quarterback, they're winning in the future because they have more needs around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can build around with Eli. But if you go running back, you're winning probably. Or you're trying to win now. Or even Chubb or like this anyone in a different position that could start right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're making a difference. So who's your number three, my friend? Number three. Nick, who's your three? I've got another quarterback going number three. Me okay. too. It's probably going to be the same person. i got Baker Mayfield going number three. So, okay, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why do you have Baker Mayfield number three when you said Josh Rosen is the best quarterback and he's the third quarterback taken off your draft board? Because I was told that this mock draft is not what we want to see. It's what we think is going to happen. That's true. That's very true. That's the stipulations of the mock draft were what we think the current NFL GMs of those teams are going to pick. So why uh, why Baker? I just also just don't love the name Baker. (laughs) Like (laughs) four twenty, it makes sense. Yeah. I believe it's Bakist. I think uh, <laughs> Bakist I think Mayfield. he's saying it wrong. I think I think it's Bakist. You want to know why I have them taking Baker Mayfield? Let's hear it. Bakist Mayfield. Because the Jets, I feel I like the Jets, the Jets want that player that's going to bring that charisma and yeah, but it, like it's attitude, New York, attitude, right? Energy. It is New York, right? To their team, they need like. When's the last time the New York Jets had like an exciting, fun player? Tim Tebow. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But so true, Tebow. right? But so Tebow is Tebow, right? Like Tebow's there for one year, maybe. I feel I like the New York Jets he started, man. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield's a good football player. You're right. Do I, mean, I think he's a better quarterback than Josh Rosen? No. But it's New York. You're absolutely right. It's you can't just be a good football player in New York. You need to be a show. Exactly. Look at Eli Manning. Look at what's o- he? He's he is exactly. Look at Odell. Why he's thrived. You need to be a show. If Eli Manning's not a show at all. That's true. So he's not. Cataracts. He's not. Point. Yeah. Like Baker yeah, yeah. Mayfield, man, right. is like. He's got a cockiness to him. Like he, he's, he's New York. He's got that New York. He would York thrive life. in the market yeah. if he succeeded. If exactly. He I feel like the fans would love him if he's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big if. That's why I got the Jets. He's also Josh iffy. <laughs> Jets taking Josh Rosen? Yeah. Because you think he's probably the most. He's the most quarterback. He's the most NFL ready. This guy can jump in and he can lead a team. Are the Jets NFL ready right now to compete next year, do you think? The Jets competed last year with Josh McCann as a starting quarterback. Oh, that's true. They did for, for a decent stretch of time, right? And that's I think true. Josh Rosen. His personality is very similar to Eli Manning. You like people are knocking him because they don't think he cares. Yeah. Eli Manning looks like he doesn't care about any, anything. Yeah. Obviously, these guys do, man. They don't go to the NFL not caring. That's true. Don't make it to the NFL without it. So they're just hiring a bunch of Joshes to play quarterback for them. Okay, New York Jets strategy. <laughs> <I'm Josh's. laughs> um, all right. So then, what are we at? Pick five. Four. four. Pick four. Yeah. Give me your four. We're back to Cleveland. Back to Cleveland. All right, Cleveland rocks. So. I have Cleveland going Saquon Barkley at number four. Okay. Um, again, they filled their need at quarterback in my mock draft, and the next electrifying player in the draft for them is Saquon Barkley, a running back. He's available before you take him. No is that your right. offense for the next to. ten years then? Josh Allen, Saquon I mean, Barkley. You have to. You're drafting them this right now. You got to. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like that's, that's okay. what you got to bank on. You don't draft these players thinking they're going to bust, right? You draft these players thinking they're going to be your starters for the next 10 years. That's why, you know, you have the, the combine. That's why you have meetings with teams yeah. and shit like that. Barkley's right? a freak yeah. of an athlete, and the Browns need a running back. And they'd be re- if they pass up on them, then it's like, who, who are they taking? How can you justify, mind, how can you justifiably take someone else? I'm sorry, I forget. Did Chubb go in your draft already? Not yet. Okay, so that I think Chubb and Barkley, very equal prospects, just different sides of the ball. You think that if... Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Electrifying yeah. value. Yeah. On so, like, yeah. you're saying who would they take? Like, I could see but that. Chubb would be a really realistic spot at the four. Old, no, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the, the Browns' defense a little bit more developed right now than their offense? Well, last well, year they picked Miles Garrett, who was the number one overall. Like, he's, yeah, yeah. like, the Bradley Chubb of this draft at the end position. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm not saying they're equal in terms of... Their offense of, is new. 
Okay. Cause they got Tyler Taylor. Yeah. They got Carlos Hyde. It's a totally different team, man. They it's got Jarvis Landry. It's a totally revamped. All these guys. Nick's dad says he's a Cleveland Browns fan, so I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna check back in December to see if he's still a Cleveland Browns <laughs> fan. But uh, that's uh, all right. We'll Tay. see. Yeah, we'll see, right? Um, Tay, number number four. So I actually have them taking Bradley Chubb. That's why I brought that Bradley Chubb. Okay, okay. So why? But Chubb? that's only because if they if Barkley was available in my, in my mock draft, You're I had him going to the Giants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why they take Chubb. But if Bar- and like Nick's block draft, Barkley's available, Browns go Barkley. All right. All right. So, so Nick and Tay are cousins, actually, by the way. We should probably <laughs> get that off the board. And normally they just fight on everything, but like they seem to be aggressively agreeing with one another on their matches. Like, oh, great, great pick, Nick. Great pick. Uh, back to you, Tay. No, it's just, uh, like, it's just uh, yeah, it's fair, right? I have my own mock draft, but I can understand Nick's mock draft. I can understand, like, I can see that happening as well. You get the value. You can understand that it's not just... The thought process is there. It's not just people... Putting shit on paper like yeah. I do. Like, <laughs> he's, he's thinking his stuff out. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes right. sense to me. I can see it going either, either way, either either way, way or another way. Like, every different can't way. judge it. It's the multiverse of, yeah. of NFL mock drafts. Exactly. Um, it's the beauty of it. That's an Avengers reference. It's coming out next Friday. I'm very excited. Uh, all right, so my Denver Broncos at number five. Ooh, Dep- hey, so Graham, who you oh, take? Like, what position do what you What do they need? Fuck a lot, <laughs> Defense is getting older. No denying they that. They just got rid of Tlaib, right? Yeah. So they brought a Case Keenum. How do you feel about that? I think they gave... I think of all the quarterbacks that signed this offseason, Case Keenum probably got, for what he is, the most value. Like, they didn't overpay Agreed. and they didn't underpay for Case Keenum. Agreed. And they got him for the right amount of years. Kirk Cousins was absurd. That's insane. You, Kirk Cousins, that's nuts. I think that, that's I think that Denver made the best move they could have had QB. Case Keenum is not a... I don't... He's, Again, not, a, he's not a guaranteed guy that's going to go in there and kill it, but he has... Like, he did it last year, so why can't he do it this year, right? He's got two Don't receivers love the name. to go to. Don't love the name. <laughs> case? Call yourself Case. Okay, so that's right. Quarterback off. You don't think the Denver Broncos need to get drafted quarterback? Uh, I don't know. I'm curious to see what you guys have because, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a quarterback, right? Like, we we struck out on Paxton Lynch. We struck out on... Uh, well, they still got Paxton Lynch. We struck out on him, man. I don't who think is, who is the, uh, uh, Who's the other guy? The fuck uh, last year they had? Simeon. Yeah, Trevor Seaman. Like... We need a quarterback, right? Like, as, as great as the case Keenum signed. Hilariously well, enough, he's backing up Kirk Cousins. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, like, uh, uh, yeah, Case Keenum's a decent stopgap option, but that would be like. Uh, that's, 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 that's exactly what he is. Is he a stopgap or is he going to be I think um, a, I the starter think, of the Broncos? I think he's a stopgap. So you stop you would option. you wouldn't be opposed to a quarterback going to die. I would not. Okay. And five's kind of an interesting position, right? Because there's about six or six I or so. About qu- it. Well, in the next so mock draft, there's no quarterbacks left. No, 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 there is. Oh, just Josh Rosen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick's, oh, that's right. So number five, Nick. Let's see. Who take Nick? Number five. Denver takes... Denzel Ward. I agree. What's Denzel Ward? Cornerback. He's the, he's the number one yeah, yeah, yeah. cornerback prospect. They discovered it to leave. They got rid of to leave. Denzel Ward is like had a the clear-cut number one prospect. For corner. At corner. At corner. At corner. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I see them taking them. I question the thought of being quarterback because I like Josh Rosen. I want him to get picked. But I don't see Denver drafting a quarterback over Denzel Ward. Because Denver is not that far. Like, Case Keenum could very well be what they needed to move offensively. Yep. And they, I think Denver is still they a what, contending who, team uh, that can win now they, if they just get these missing pieces filled in. I agree 100%. They, they, they I don't think they're ne- ready for a rebuild. You don't, you, don't, you don't sign Case Keenum expecting to draft a quarterback to develop for the future. You sign Case Keenum because you expect him to come in, Look do what he did with Minnesota. Year. I guess he's like... And he's, they're going to win now. So he's almost gonna, too good of a stopgap option, I guess is what you're saying. 
Yes. Like if you if that was your stopgap option, you would have traded for Tyrod Taylor. You wouldn't have signed Casey yes. or something like exactly. that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right. So exactly with that mindset, you were thinking, okay, we're gonna try and win it this year. Yeah. So you just got rid of a cute lead. You got a great defense around everything else. You got another great cornerback named Chris Harris Jr. Yeah. Bring another young guy, Chris Harris Jr. Mentors him, gets him playing we'll up the game. To leave. Yeah, it just yeah, makes yeah. sense, man. Denzel yeah. Ward should jump in and play. Is that you great right away? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Taylor's. <laughs> my God, aggressively agreeing. He wants him in Green Bay. But... I really want Denzel Ward <laughs> to fall to number fourteen, but I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's too good. Too good, eh? All right, so Nick, then back to you at six. Okay, so number six, I have uh, Bradley Chubb going to the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Um, the Colts are terrible in pass rush. So are terrible. Period. Yeah, they, they need some work, but they're also one of the dead last teams in sacks. Not dead last, uh, but they were very low. So what have we heard about Luck? He's, uh, he's throwing, is he throwing now? Soon. He's no, throwing soon. He's, no, he's, he's not throwing. He's throwing footballs, just not regulation size footballs. He he's throwing nerf balls out there. I don't know what he's throwing. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a report I last read. Andrew Luck's that's throwing non regulation size footballs. What was the last time that guy threw a football? It's over then. <laughs> Like a real football. Yeah. Oh, no idea. Over a year. Right? That's this guy's supposed to play last year. That's not. I don't know, man. That's that's a long time not throwing football. That's a bad yeah. NFL quarterback. Andrew Luck, I just wish you'd come time. back, man. Yeah, you make the game sucks. a lot better. Yeah, man. You, Andrew just Luck. seriously unfortunate. You and your Amish beard, man. We need you back. More beards. More Amish, too. Let's bring them back. Uh, Tate, number six, who the Colts taking? So I think the Buffalo Bills think, holy shit, our quarterback is still available. They're calling Indianapolis, and they're trading up oh. that pick, and they're taking Josh Allen. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. All right, first trade of the mock draft. Guess you guys weren't expecting that, right? Mock <laughs> trades in a mock draft. Right? <laughs> Plot twist. Why the hell not? Plot Buffalo twist. wants to trade Buffalo up. needs a quarterback. They're going to go get Josh Allen. They got A.J. McCarron that they think that can be a stopgap. We'll see what he can bring to the table. A.J. McCarron's not going to do anything with Buffalo. You don't think so? No. We don't know. We again, don't know. We don't know. Again, I don't love the name AJ. <laughs> Just don't know. Um, I don't know, man. I but think... that being said, they bring in Josh Allen, who I think they're really high on. They've they've done a lot of uh, pre-draft interviews, uh, talking to Josh Allen to see what he's all about. A lot of. Uh, a lot of lot of rumor interest of Buffalo and Josh Allen just due to an activity between the two. Well, and you know, so it's interesting about Buffalo. We're that's the closest proximity NFL team to us. Um, Love we'll going to we'll let you guys, Field for a game. Great tailgating experience, boys. We'll let you guys try to figure out where we live. I thought you were going to call it um, Ralph. I try. I, I was going to. I was going to. Um, it's still Skydome, in my opinion. If you <laughs> um, but uh, you know, like, so they, they broke their playoff streak. You know, seventeen years you broke your, broke your playoff streak, like that. I just know that that fan base is so rabid, right? Like you need, you can't just, yeah. you can't now go say after a playoff break, say, all right, we're gonna take it slow for the next three years. Right? I like, know, man. Well, so, kind of the, the, they said we're trading Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, but you but you can't then say we're trading Tyrod, trading Tyrod. Oh my God, trading Tyrod Taylor. Say that five times fast. Uh, and then just be like, I don't know, we're gonna go on a rebuild, right? Just hang around for the next. I know, man. Years, right? I don't understand. I believe in Tyrod Taylor. I actually like him as a player. I, I, he had one of the lowest turnover rates. Yeah. In quarterback what, what do you want in a quarterback? Yeah. I, I have no well, problem. Tyra Taylor's, don't get me wrong, he's not going to go win you a game. He's not going to lose you a game. He's going to manage no, exactly. you a game. He's not going to lose you a game. Tyra Taylor is just like Alex Smith. Yeah. And Alex Smith gets all this praise and Tyra Taylor gets all this shit talked about him. Yeah. It's against the name Tyra. I don't necessarily love that. I wouldn't be surprised. I could see Tyra Taylor coming out how Alex Smith came out last year and he's throwing fucking 350 yard games and four touchdowns. Just gassing it, eh? If he had the. Th- no, I don't know. If he had the shit around him. And they let him like man when like. Okay, Tyler Taylor's a game man. He's more of a game manager. Like Alex Smith can kind of sling it when he 
on occasion. Yeah. On occasion. Yeah, true. I was gonna say Tyrod. I've never seen Tyrod sling it. I've never seen Tyrod throw for more than like two or two, three touchdowns two in a game. Two yeah, he's also never been anywhere but Buffalo. Baltimore. He's been in Baltimore. He's been back up. Backing up. Backing up. Flagger. True. 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 He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's got a Super Bowl ring. We watched that technically. We watched that Super Bowl together. That was Katy Perry's uh, "The Dolphin," the mess up during the halftime show. Oh the yeah, yeah, the shark, yeah. the shark. He's just Is that like, one. Yeah, it was that one. And then there That's was the lights went uh, out. The lights went out for yeah, exactly. We just ate more buffalo chicken wings. <laughs> um, seven, Nick. Who we got at seven? All, All right, right, this is Nick's boys, Tampa Bay. Who they take it? Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers. So. This is funny because I have someone I'd rather them take at this position, but I don't think they are going to take him. Interesting. Uh, so who do you want them to take? I, I want to see them take Quentin Nelson. Okay. And who are they going to take? I think they're going to take Derwin James. Safety. Right. Florida State University. That makes sense. Florida connection right there. Yeah. Okay, can I have to say before Nick goes on and say what he's going to say is I agree with Nick, so all the reasons why is what Nick's going to say. There you you agree? I agree. They're going to take Derwin James. Taylor's preemptively agreeing with Nick. I thought you liked Minka. I did, but I think Derwin James is a better prospect, and I don't know... I don't... This, I like. I just don't think Tampa Bay is going to be like, we're going to take this guy over a better prospect. Right. Okay, I and... Yeah, exactly. Derwin James... Uh, I follow a lot of and pay attention to what's going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously, on Twitter. And uh, a lot of people uh, are discussing about whether or not they have a true leader on the defense. Um, I mean, Gerald McCoy is obviously a leader because he's been there his whole career and he's stuck through everything. Uh, but a lot of people say he's not as much of a vocal leader as they need. Someone that's fearless, like these young guys coming to the league, like Jalen Ramsey, who's like just literally firing everyone up and has that air about him. It's just like that, that swagger, is that, right? Is that really important Qu- to you? 100%. Yeah? Yes, because, okay, Quan Alexander kind of is taking this team as his own, but and I'm a huge Quan Alexander fan, but he still has some... Great player. He's a great player, but he also is young and still has to prove some things. So I'm not saying that I don't think Quan's ready to take on that task, but from what you see about Derwin James in, in, in the Florida State, uh, the way that everyone says that he can just light the locker room up, man, and just motivate people. That's like, Juan Alexander is filling into that role, but he's... This guy's already there. He's an animal. He's a great yeah. player, but, like, he's he's almost being forced into this leadership role. Can I just say, I've recently watched this uh, series on NFL Network called uh, Destination Dallas, okay. and they highlight... This is an agency, a sports agency, and they highlight these players as a part of this agency, and Derwin James is a part of this agency, and... Uh, at the combine, this guy is in the hallway, putting tape on the ground, running forty times with his coaches, trying to improve his time before he goes out and actually runs on the combine. <laughs> like man, that, like, you want that guy in your team. You want that guy. You want that's that guy my thing. Your, you want that guy in your team. Yeah. But th- like I guess this guy's all football. To me, leadership can take over, can take a couple of different ways, right? Like yeah, you can be that guy that fires you up, right? But to me, like that that's very telling of what his leadership style is. Is, uh, like you play like. On the field, like how you play, is is your leadership, right? Like you go out every single day and play the game the right way. Love that's that, leadership. Love that style of it. That's leadership. leadership, right? Like I, I guess like you can have the you need a voice as well. I get you need someone that has that voice for sure. Yeah. But you also need those leaders that are just yes. I show up day in day yes. out and do the do the job the right way. Yeah. The right? thing that the Buccaneers are missing is why I see them pick Derwin James as well is because they are missing when you watch experience. Yeah, and then when you watch Derwin James play, like that's someone I feel like. If you're out there and you're running routes, he's not someone that you want to be lined running up with, against, or you don't yeah, want to yeah. see him crossing. It's your gonna path. make him better in practice. Exactly, yeah. and people are gonna fear him, which Tampa Bay hasn't 
and don't get me wrong, I love Tampa Bay's defense, Gerald McCoy, but they, like, when I look back when I first started, like, them in the, the O two 2 team on that defense, yeah. was there a player on their defense that the other team wouldn't have been scared of? <laughs> Fair enough, right? Like, realistically, they need that. They need to bring that back, so... I guess it's kind of hard. You haven't had an identity for, like, 15 years, right? Like Exactly. Need to, they need, need to, to bring that back, back, and I think he's a player that can really do that. Awesome. So, who do you have at 7? I agree with Nick. Sorry. I agree with Nick as well, too. Beers no problem. Hey, hey. No apologies. Beer's mandatory. No apologies. <laughs> um, <laughs> on to 8, Nick. All right. Pick 8. Chicago Bears. I have them drafting Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson? Yes. Okay. Okay. They just lost uh, one of their offensive guards. Um, was it Sauter? Sitting. Sitting. So, yeah, I, that's a, a, feed, uh, a need they need to fill. And Quentin Nelson, again. Top prospect. Like, people are raving about this guy. Yeah. This is actually the guy who I kind of want to see Tampa draft. I'd love to see Derwin James there, but Quentin Nelson is someone See, I think that, Tampa Bay needs Derwin James more than Quentin Nelson. And that's why, ultimately, I think they're going to pick him. Because they've shifted their offensive line, made some key signings this offseason for the offensive line. So I think they're going to roll with who they have at guard which isn't a glaring need for them anyways, which I think they need more of that defensive leader. But yeah, I have Chicago taking Quentin Nelson. And they're a run-first team, so they need that inside guard. I agree with to, to, yeah, to, like, And they're going to need to help them, like yeah. Mitch Trubisky because he didn't have a whole lot of help yep. last year. Quentin Nelson to Chicago. Their new uh, offensive line coach is from Notre Dame, which is where Quentin Nelson plays. His connections are already there. Oh, so it's a nice kind of lead in, right? Like, playing yeah. the same style. Like, they know like this guy's a top prospect. He's available at this time. Eighth pick. You're taking quick. Running the plays you ran in college, right? Just getting better at what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. He's he's, he's going to come in. He's going to be one of the best cards in the league. He's going to make a pro Bowl next this year. All right. All right. Nine. I agree. Number nine. Aggressively agree. All right. So this maybe one was a little change our me. Maybe we should change our name to aggressively agree. <laughs> 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 it seems to be the <laughs> seems to be a theme during this Just in the later right? half, like the beginning, we were all different. Uh, all, right. all right. Number nine to Ernick. So this one was a little tricky for me. I, I was having a hard time, uh, but... Ultimately, I feel like I think that the San Francisco 49ers are going to go with Tremaine Edmonds. Is that yours, too? Yeah, <laughs> the San Francisco well, okay. have a huge need of wide receiver, but there's no one good enough to warrant a top 10 pick. Exactly. So you take the best linebacker available, especially with Ruben Foster having all these issues. Such a terrible situation. Legally. I don't know. This guy's a freak of nature, man. This guy can, this guy can pass, rush, the, rush the passer. Which they need. He can uh, pass cover. He can... Track down running backs. The guy can do it all. He's a He's linebacker. A yeah. Yeah. They need the edge rush, which they can get from blitzing him, and they also need a linebacker now that Ruben Foster's gone. And the San Francisco 49ers are getting Is that proven? He's suspended? What's going on with him? Oh, he's he's getting charged. Like, yeah, he'll, he'll get... I don't think he's been suspended yet, but he's he got, like... Closer to jail time than playing in the league? No, he, he'll yeah. probably get jail time. No, yeah. it's, it's a terrible situation. Yeah, but, it's not great. Because he's going to be an amazing player. But anyways... Domestic violence, right? Domestic violence. Oh, never mind. I was going to say if you ever want to be on the podcast, but... <laughs> the Niner, I don't want him. The Niners were also a basement team for Sacks last year, so I feel like it's a no-brainer again. Yeah. All right, top... Last pick. Last pick. All right. Oakland. Nick. Who's, who's Oaktown? How many have you got in a row with the same picks? Like I think three or four. Three right now. Three in a row. Is it going to be enough? All right, number 10, Oakland Raiders. I have them taking Minka Fitzpatrick. Okay. No, <laughs> different. Different. Highly <laughs> different. All right, why Minka? Uh, because, because he's a the, Russian model? Again, I can see that, though. They, need to, the they have Oak, a huge need. The Oakland Raiders, like, they have these fearful players on their defense, but their, their past secondary doesn't really have an identity, I feel. Okay. So I feel like that's an, uh, again the next best guy in that class in this draft. It's been that specific skill set. And, and he's him and Derwin James, right? But I think Derwin James 
Nick agrees he's the better prospect at this time. So they, he goes first. Yeah, yeah. and then Micah Fitzpatrick is going to be a great player in this league as well. Yeah. He's this next one available. And he's versatile, so they'll be able to line him up where they need him. Always a good, like... And he would be good with the uh, safety rookie last year. Rangers. I think that's... Carl Joseph. Carl Joseph. A couple years ago. I think that's, a couple years ago. I think Carl that's Joseph. more important than ever. And, and, and in every major sport, you need to be able to have that versatility, right? Like, you look at the NBA, it's essentially become positionless, right? Like, if you can guard all five positions, you're a no-brainer prospect. In the MLB, if you can play two or three infield positions and out in corner outfields, right? Like, your value just increases so much more. Exactly. Right? So, again, it's kind of... Interesting to see NFL now sort of switch towards that that style of play as well too. See right. for Oakland, I got them taking Roquan Smith linebacker. Okay. Ooh. Why so? I think he they're losing the Bar Bowman. They didn't resign him. He's still available true, actually, true. so he could be resigned, but at this point he's not. Roquan Smith is gonna come in this into this team. He's gonna be a. he can do it all. He's a linebacker, he's gonna be like Luke Kukley. He can he can cover anyone, he can he's fast as fuck, he can run down anybody. Sideline to sideline. This guy's unbelievable. I think he's... I think, personally, he's better than Tremont Edwards, Edmonds. But Tremont Edmonds also has that pass rush ability, yeah. which puts him ahead of him. Alright. But as a line, as a strict linebacker, Roquan Smith's the prospect you want. Okay. Okay. Either way, I think Gruden's going defense. Yeah. <laughs> John Gruden. He's a back. defensive, you know... The Grudes. Yeah, man. Um, Grudebega. Alright. Uh, so, if we just want to do a quick recap... contrast there. Yeah, I liked it. I, uh, you know what... And I definitely knew what was going on the entire time. Um, Nick, I would just if you could read the, if you could read your ten picks just so like like in get, summary, just give a list of your ten picks and then we'll go for taste ten picks. Sure. Thank okay. You so so much. just to recap, we've got uh, Josh Allen number one going to Cleveland, Sam Darnold going to the Giants at number two, Baker Mayfield to the New York Jets at Bakest, number three, Bakest Mayfield, Bakest Mayfield. Uh, Saquon Barkley number four to Cleveland. Uh, Denzel Ward to Denver, Bradley Chubb to the Indianapolis Colts, Derwin James to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's get that defense swag back. Uh, Quentin Nelson to the Chicago Bears, Tremaine Edmonds to the 49ers, and Minka Fitzpatrick to the Oakland Raiders. All right, and Taylor? I got Sam Darnold to Cleveland, number one, Saquon Barkley, number two, to the Giants, Josh Rosen, number three, to the Jets. Bradley Chubb pairing with Miles Garrett on that D-line with the Browns. Denzel Ward to Denver. Buffalo trading with Indianapolis at 6 for Josh Allen. Blockbuster trade. <laughs> Plot twist, guys. It will be a blockbuster trade. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay takes Derwin James at 7. Uh, Quentin Nelson to Chicago at 8. Tremaine Edmonds to San Francisco at 9. And Roquan Smith to Oakland at 10. All right, awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Now, I haven't talked for an extended period of time during this entire podcast, and I find that outrageous. <laughs> so um, we're going to dive right on into some NBA and NHL playoff talk. So uh, so beers are mandatory. Taylor's going to get some more beers. They are mandatory. Um, so, yeah, you know, we might just be dead space for a second here while we wait for Taylor to come back. We can cut right. this out. We can cut right. this out, right? Yeah, for sure. Good week. Yeah, good week. Yeah, good week. <laughs> I'm very glad to hear. Yeah, um, been busy. Been busy. Yeah, ain't that the fucking truth? Um, all right. So NBA playoff talk. Uh, we were just watching the Raptors uh, Wizards game, uh, game three. Um, I don't know, man. Like Wizards were playing good. They were playing their best game of the series. But were they uh, beers are mandatory? Uh, I don't know, man. I I did not see the Wizards playing. Uh, 
like stellar basketball. I saw them playing their best basketball of the series, but I have not seen them playing stellar basketball. So far this game. game. So far this game. Okay, yeah. The Wizards I, look better. Offensively. They look better. They but, look better. But do they look, do they look good? Do they look good? Exactly. <laughs> Neither team looks like their playoff no. team from what we saw. Right, so far, right? The Raptors, we all know that the Raptors are a great team, but the way they're playing right now, uh, well, like very you said, first quarter, right now, first yeah, quarter, yeah, currently right now in this was game. not, wasn't the best. Like, the last two games, they've been playing lights out. I guess nothing drives me more insane than American media. Right now, they're talking about how Washington is losing the series. They're beating themselves. No one's talking about Raptors defense. No one's talking about the Raptors offense. No one's talking about OG and Obi. No one's oh. talking about OG and Obi keeping Bradley Beal to 14.5 points a game and under 30% shooting. Like, we're talking about how the Wizards are not playing well, but we're not talking about why they're not playing well. Right, like so, sense. we were talking about the Portland and New Orleans series, and uh, I was I'm very shocked by that series because the New Orleans is winning those games as a team. They're not winning that game as Anthony Davis scoring fifty points. They're winning those games as a team. But the narrative in that series is how Drew Holiday and Rajon Rondo are stopping Dame Lillard and and CJ McCollum. It's not Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum aren't playing. aren't playing good. Yeah, it's defense is stopping them, right? And I actually so why like, is the narrative different? Exactly, right? Yeah. Like, why are we talking about Kyle Lowry and OG Ananobi playing? Because it's the Raptors. Because it's the Raptors, exactly. <laughs> America's racist towards Canada. Um, is it racist the right word? I, nationalist? Yeah, nationalist. Right? <laughs> I stick with racism. Um, you know, we were tired. It would be so funny. Like, knock on wood if this happens, but if the Raptors won the... Uh, the NBA championship. There's like no fucking chance they're going to the White House to see. They're just gonna go drink beers with Trudeau. I'll be yeah, way better. And that, guys, that will be the end of the Actually, it'll probably be legal time, so they might let up a joint with these guys at the front. Hey, wouldn't though. that be something? That that guys will be the end of NAFTA discussions. Taylor totally cut off my joke there. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, good. That's okay. it's alright. Um, during our trial run, we'll show it sometime, but, uh, basically it's just us yelling at one another for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, yeah, so, uh, New Orleans is, I, I, they've shocked me. They've shocked, game two, Anthony Davis had 22 points, and they still won. That, that's been shocking me. I don't know, what do you, what have you thought so far? Uh, I agree, man. I think, uh, is this, it comes down to Rondo and Drew Holiday. Those guys are, play a great two-way Basketball. Rajon Rondo's scoring. Yeah. Rajon Rondo's hitting threes. <laughs> like Playoff, playoff yeah. Rondo is... Like, without Damian there. Lillard, and even, actually pretty much without Damian Lillard, the Portland Trailblazers aren't going anywhere. I think they're a middling team without... People compared, like, the Raptors and the and the Trailblazers to no, no. at the start of the year. I'm just like, ah. I mean, How? I guess at the start of the year, you didn't know that these kids are going to develop into what they did, for sure, but... They got no front court presence. Yeah, Nur Nur if Nurkic is your front court presence, yeah, you need some help. Man, the Raptors yeah. got JV, who like is a better Nurkic. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'll give you a funny story on top of that as well too. So I was the MC for uh, one of my cousin's weddings, and uh, we knew her her fiance and her future husband. Lovely guy, by the way, uh, Cam. If you're listening to this, we love you, man. Um, but so we thought his last name was said a certain way, right? And for like eleven years, they were together as a couple, and we all said his last name this way. And then at the rehearsal dinner, day before the wedding, I'm the MC. I say like the wrong name out loud, and it's all, all of his family's like, no, no, no. Actually, your last name's pronounced this way. 
And for 11 years, my entire family's been calling <laughs> this guy by the wrong last name. And I talked to him. I'm like, Cam, like, what? Why did you say that? And he was just so like nervous when he first came out that he didn't correct it. And then 11 years later, he just lived never, the life. Yeah, <laughs> lived the life for 11 years. Just never corrected, right? Well, so sure enough, during the ceremony, I said the wrong name. Oh, yeah, it's like 11 years yeah, in your head, yeah. right? So um, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> did I, you? Did I, you uh, I got some. I got some chirps from his side of the family. Okay, there but, you go. Uh, it was. It was. You didn't recognize the laughter. You know, I, as soon as I said it, they chirped me. Yeah. 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 Um, Golden State's doing exactly what I thought they would do to San Antonio. Yep. Yeah. No Kawhi. Yeah, exactly. Um, Maybe if they had a different matchup, they could get a first-round win, but not against it, Golden State. It's funny you talk about matchups, because I, I just think that New Orleans, like, I know they were the sixth seed, right? And I did not think this was going to happen. Like, I believed in Dame Lillard, for sure. Uh, like, we were talking at the start of the playoffs about his mentality and everything yeah. like that. Like, the mental fortitude. Excuse me, of that gentleman. It's just uh, beers mandatory. Burps are gonna happen. Um, but I think it's just like a great matchup for the New Orleans Pelicans, right? Like you have two strong big guards shutting down to a guard-heavy team, right? Yeah. Like you just they have Anthony Davis. And then Anthony Davis. They were never they were yeah. never gonna have a matchup for Anthony no. Davis, anyways, right? But then like if you can neutralize their two guards, like that's that's the team locked up, right? But it's not funny how the story of, the, of that series is not Anthony Davis. True, right? True. It's like the defense of Drew Holiday yeah. and that the fourth guy from the Celtics championship team. Anthony Davis is a phenomenal player. Yeah. This guy can take over a series if he wants to. Exactly. Well, he took over a season. When he, DeMarcus yeah, 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 exactly. he took over half a season. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, out East, uh, I think the best series so far has been Miami-Philadelphia. I'm not sure how many yeah. games you caught, but uh, I've watched two of those games so far. Personally, I'm a fan of the Raptors-Wizard series, just the fact the Raptors are embarrassing him. Yeah, me, me too. Let's <laughs> knock on, knock on wood, yeah. here, right? Yeah. Just throwing out all this bad energy right now. Um, yeah, no, the... Let's just say the Raptors look like a formidable postseason team right now. They look like they're ready to go on a deep playoff run. They look like a legitimate... Feels different. They yeah. look like a legitimate championship. Exactly. This America's never going to get that. They're going to call them the baby dinosaurs. I get it. Skip and Shannon, if you ever want to be on this podcast. Um, you're welcome. Uh... But they, you know, they they just don't get it. They don't see it. They don't think it's different, right? Like, we were talking, the media in America right now, like, they're just talking about how Washington's being bad. They're not talking about Toronto. Yeah. They're still thinking Toronto's going to blow this 2 nothing series lead, right? Like, it's just, oh, you know, even if they go up against Indiana. The Wizards swept them yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, three years, years ago, ago with Paul Pierce. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, Indiana, even if Indiana beats Cleveland, Indiana's going to beat them now. Because now Victor Oladipo's the greatest player of all Charles time. Charles right? is better than Oladipo. <laughs> exactly, man. And it, it doesn't even... You could call Oladipo and DeRozan, a, like, you could cancel each other out with that. Nah, Lowry, Ibaka, JV, The Bench. Miles Turner's a good player. Fine, fine. No, Is I he better than JV or Ibaka right now? No. No. But when's if you're going to cancel out DeRozan and Oladipo, Oladipo, how can you not cancel out JV and Turner? Turner's better. Like, I don't know. I just think... No, 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 but not, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, Oladipo and DeRozan, you can make an argument that they're equal. You not, can't make... Nah, I don't think so. You, someone can make an argument. Taylor, no, you can't. You won't make the argument. I think, it's, I think it's ludicrous. <laughs> DeRozan's been where he's been. He's getting better every year. But like, Oladipo, this is his first year he's been, like... True, true. Hey. But you know what? America, media, fine, we'll give it to you. You guys have enough problems with Donald Trump and everything like that. He got sued today by the Democratic Party. We'll talk about that if we have time. Um... But if you can make a case for that, you can't make a case that Miles Turner is better than JV. That's what I'm saying. You can't make that case. No, I'm not. That's Maybe, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, on that case, aggressive, you're agree, aggressive agreeing yeah, with Graham yeah, Payne, right? <laughs> <laughs> aggressive agreeing. Um, yeah, like 
you just can't, right? So like, but, I don't but, think Miles Turner's better than JV. But if you're gonna say Oladipo can cancel DeRozan out, you can say that as well. I guess if you can just like, if you want to make up ludicrous arguments. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, we we had a friend. I don't know, but we had a friend, and the car he drove in high school was a Prelude, and I called it a Preludicrous, and I don't know why. It was just a, I, I, just a funny little story. From that was life. Nick. That was John. I guess Nick did have a Prelude. J- Nick had the prelude. Nick had uh, John had the. Uh... No, John had a prelude too. No, no, it wasn't a prelude. It was, yeah, it was intrepid. 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 That's right. I called yours a prelude, Chris. Yeah. That's right, that's right. <laughs> All the time. It's like I fucking hated that car in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't have that car in high school. I don't. Post school. post high school. That was like my first car right after I graduated. as my car going to college. College. Yeah. We're not gonna use any names there. You can you can hear it a uh, mile away. Yeah, <laughs> I missed that car. I liked it. No muffler, but there Nick, was a muffler. Nick, there was a muffler. I just fat. Nick missed being noticed by every cop in a kilometer. Race. I didn't realize how loud it was until I got rid of it. <laughs> Guys, that was a really loud car. Really quiet. That was a really loud car. But yeah, the Philadelphia Miami series—they clearly hate one another. Like, if you've been watching any of the games, they're just beefing on each other. One, like one play after another. It's just. Elbow here, extra push there. Can I just say, I saw Dwayne Wade got eight points last game. Yeah, Miami's not winning no series. Dwayne Wade getting eight points. I think that Dwayne Wade getting 28 points in game two was a exception, not the rule. I don't think that that was going to happen the entire run. I don't think he's going to do that every game, but I think he can you do gotta that do, you got to do that more than eight. you got to do it more than eight points, for yes, sure. You need to at least get like 16 points to help your thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, for sure. Dwayne Wade is an X factor. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, at Miami this point, can steal at the this point in his career, he's an X Factor. He Absolutely. can steal the series. I want to see them tied up. I want to see this series go seven games. I think Miami can win that series. I think Miami can win the series too. I mean, if we ever release the inaugural podcast, me and you are both on record That's stating that we got Miami. Right? <laughs> but, uh, um, can I just say I predicted the Vegas Knights and San Jose Sharks to move on? You did predict. Uh, okay, if we're diving into the NHL playoffs, Taylor, do you mind telling me who you have as your Stanley Cup champion in our uh, in in our fantasy pool? If you just don't, if please. Hey, yeah. they're, they're playing right now, and I don't know the score, but let's go Flyers, baby. So Tay picked the Philadelphia Flyers. I think I think the only reason he did that is because in his playoff fantasy pool, he, or playoff fantasy pool, he picked a lot of Flyers. Fantasy pool. Yeah, 100%. This guy is a fantasy pool. <laughs> um, that is exactly 100% why I took the Flyers. If I'm going to win money, I win him big. <laughs> <laughs> Tay goes big or he goes some. I guess I can't say too much. I picked the Leafs to win the Cup, and uh, lifelong Leafs fan. I'm on Suicide Watch right now. It's been a pretty... Pretty depressing 24 hours. I actually got into a fight with Lauren, like, last night. <laughs> Lauren's my girlfriend. Sorry, by the way. Um, I was just so despondent after the game. Like, I was just crushed emotionally, right? Like, I was just sitting there so crushed. And uh, she's like, all right, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, yeah, love you. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and then she says, you know, like, if you watch these games and it makes you do this, I don't really know why you watch it. And then just walks away. And I'm like, that's kicking me while I'm down. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, they just lost 10 minutes ago, and you're just like... You're an idiot, Graham. And then you walk away, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, you know, sad. I'm like, what a great gal. Like, she's just a fantastic lady. I don't think she meant to do that, but it's just like... That's so just funny. just kicked me while I was down. That's I was like, oh, I say, it depends. As a sports fan, like, I got, I'm very passionate about my teams as well, but if they lose a certain way, there's sometimes you can feel okay about the loss. I did not feel okay about last night's loss. Jake exactly, but it was a cert- the game you went a certain way. I, I can feel okay about losses. Absolutely, right? That, but that you were played. Like, you can admit it. You can admit defeat. It's like, yeah, they're yeah. a better team. They beat them. Well, they that's a fact. They did lose. It's factual. But uh, but it's not, it's not all that. the time. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, like So last night, I didn't catch last night's game. I was unfortunately away. 
Uh, last night's game did Sunday. Happy uh, grandpa, Grandpa's birthday. That's 80, right. 80 years old. That's Happy right. birthday. Uh, to your grandpa. <laughs> was uh, Boston the better team last night? No. Okay, so that's, try, a, be- that's a better suit loss. You don't like that. Yeah, exactly. You don't feel good after that loss. Yeah, it, on the second goal, Jake Gardner. We never feel good after any loss. Three and a half minutes left in the second period, Jake Gardner pinches on the blue line. Like, in just a bad pinch, too. Like, it wasn't a controlled pinch. It was just kind of a... Uh, he reacted slow to the pinch and yeah. then committed to it. And then... Uh, well, I heard they were pa- skating Marshawn, uh, Pasternak for like... It's, their ship was ridiculous. So they were trying to... Oh, know. exactly. It was on an icing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pas- they were hemmed into their zone, right? And then Jake Garner hesitates on a pinch, commits to it after his hesitation. Yeah. Pasternak chips a pass, so it's a two-on-one pass. You understand the strategy, but not against a line that's put up 20 points in two games. Not against a line when they've just had a... You know, like, you've spent 50 seconds in the offensive zone and they're so tired, right? Like, you could have just, like kept cycling the puck down there, right? Like, you could have yeah. just kept doing anything, right? Or if it gets out and they change, it gets out and they change. It's no harm done, right? But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He, he read the he read the play wrong. Plain and simply. At least steal a game in Boston next game. They have to steal a game. Literally, factually, they have to steal a game. I think they do. I, don't, I can't talk anymore. I can't talk anymore. Cody's back, man. He's bringing that physical presence. Yeah, you gotta bring He's that. He's gotta play smart, man. Just you have to bring stupid. that physical presence with a... Uh, you just don't exactly, play stupid. You yeah. played stupid game one, and look what happened to him. You have to play with an edge to an extent. Exactly. To an extent. He's um, a key player in this in that series, which is unfortunate he was gone for the last three series. Last three games. Yeah, it was a dirty hit. It was a dirty hit, but like... I, I, I guess the number one thing I'm kind of upset about is that Tommy Wingles hits Marner too, right? Like, Kadri gets three games for sure. And I think that he probably got less games if they didn't fuck up the Drew Doughty suspension. Like, Drew Doughty probably should have gotten two games, and then they probably would have given Kadri two games. But they fucked up on the Drew Doughty suspension and only gave him one. So then that play happened, and they're like, we have to crack down kind of thing, because we just... Well, who's the guy that just got suspended by uh, Morrissey? Morrissey, that was like cross up to the head only yeah, one yeah. game. Like, yeah. how come Kadri exactly, got right? three? And Wingles got nothing for fucking hitting Marner in the head. How come that, like... It, there, there's he didn't no get con- a penalty. He didn't even get a penalty. There's no consistency on what's... Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's I tough to judge refs, we're not, we're not it blaming, is... We're not blaming refs. This is still a sport, you know what I mean? Like, you, like, you expect things to be called fairly, and there's not, and then you That's, judge refs, but we, it's hard to... It's hard to yes, we man. talked about it on our, our inaugural podcast last week. Like, uh, nothing... Or inaugural podcast, take one. It's mandatory. Um, Graham Tainek. Uh, or actually, we're thinking we're calling it aggressively agreeing with Graham Tanek. <laughs> um, just, 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 just the first episode. Uh, nothing, at least the first. I episode. mean, like uh, it's aggressive. There's lots of arguments. We I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, <laughs> um, Think about all the time before the podcast. Like we're yeah. arguing twenty four seven. Like could agree more. <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, we're talking. Uh, just one thing I hate about like all all sports is that. You know, and, and everyone says that the game's called differently, right? So you call the refs call a game a certain way in the regular season, and then come playoffs time, you know, whistles go away a little bit more. I like that. Drives that. Me, I, to me, it drives me insane. Right? I like that. You learn to play at a certain intensity. You play the game day in, day out for 82 games, and then for the next 16 to 25, whatever it is for a playoff run, in, in hockey or, or basketball, call it, what, four or five for the NFL, we call the game differently. NFL's called the same. That's just it. Actually, no. That's, no you're All right. sports you're are right. called different than right. the playoffs. I like them. I like it. I like Why? It. I feel like there's a hard... Um, you've earned your way to the playoffs, so you've earned the... So right. now you, you've earned your way to your playoffs, playing a certain way, yeah. and now you have to drastically change the way you no, play. No, it's not drastically ma- changed. It is drastically changed. It's not. It is. How? Penalties go away, right? So if you play... Penalties don't go away. Penalties go away. Penalties that are called in the regular season are not called in the playoffs. 
penalties that should not be called in the regular season are called, and during the playoffs, they're not called. But also plays that should be called penalties in the playoffs because they break rules. Like, rules that are laid out in the rule book are broken, but because it's like kind of a, a soft play or no one like really gets hurt or it's not a big hit, or you know no one really gets hit hard on the ground or anything like that, we don't call it. That makes no sense. I think that's how hockey should be called. Or we're talking about hockey more. Right it now. seems like we're talking about hockey right. I guess could agree more. I think that's how hockey should be called, regardless. Okay, I agree. Again, aggressive agree. I agree it should be called that way, but it's not, and that drives me insane. And that's why I like it because it is called that way in the playoffs. That's where I ask. Like, I, I I don't see how you can say to a professional athlete, and especially so much of, of professional what sports. I'm, is, I guess we're, we are agreeing because I'm saying it should be called that way. Uniformly, I could, okay, exactly. what, they are, what they do call should be called uniformly. Again, aggressive agreement. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that was aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I think it's way better. It's just, it's a better game. I, to watch. I think it's way better. Players like playing that way. Cause then call that throughout the regular season. I, I can agree with that. I'd rather watch that. Then. But they don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think your regular season ratings would be a lot yeah. higher. Actually. But, but it's not, and and it's just tough. It's tough. So much of professional sports is dictated on. Uh, on routine, like playing the exact way, and like you show up at the arena, you show up at the hard. But that's court, what we were talking about experience, the, right? Playoff experience that brings that. You know, the, cha- the game changes. You can bring that. Hey, boys, we can't be playing the way we were playing the regular season. We got to play a little tougher. We got to play harder. We got to hit everybody. Yeah. That's yes. where that experience comes into play. But at the sake of the game, like now we're not calling the game how the game should be called. We're I not think calling are, the, I, I actually think you are calling the game the way it should be called. All these extra bullshit rules you put in there. That's just like. If the rules are in, they're part of the game. I'm not saying I agree with them, but if rules are part of the game, then they are the rules of the game. So what are we talking about? Like, like you're talking about crushing the head. That's a penalty no matter what. Cross-checking is a penalty no matter what. No, but I'm saying, like, you can get away with an extra shot after the whistle. You can get away with, you know, a little bit. Maybe it's a trip. Maybe it, in the NBA, you can hit someone to the ground in the playoffs kind of thing, right? Like, you're out-rebounding them, and maybe you do give a little bit of the elbow. It's a foul in the regular season, but that person ends up on the ground in the playoffs, and it's not a call, right? Okay, so you're in the playoffs right now, right? And everyone's a little more aggressive already because everything's more at stake. Yeah. So players are playing more aggressively regardless. Yeah. So you want to see fouls and flags thrown all the time? That's going to happen. That's what's going to happen if playoffs were called the same as regular season. If it's part of the rules, you have to call the rules. Ah. Here's, here's, here's the example. And you know what, Kerry Frazier, if you ever want to be on this podcast, feel free. But he'll say it. So the 1993 Western Conference Finals, LA versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Dougie Gilmore gets high-sticked and no call. Plain and simple, Wayne Gretzky, high-sticks Dougie Gilmore. They win game six in overtime and then win game seven. And yes, Kerry Frazier says he didn't see it. Doesn't matter, Dougie Gilmore was bleeding. Every other ref saw it. And I get that it's not their fault. Oh, why don't you drop blood as a penalty? We didn't call it. Well, yeah, that's a missed call. It's a missed call. And I guess like that's a little bit different than what that's, I'm saying. That's here. very different. That's that's drawing blood. That's a guaranteed call no matter what season you're in. No, it wasn't though. It wasn't that? Yeah, but that's that's yeah, a missed yeah. call. Like, I guess any other time, time different than uh, any other time that's called. I guess uh, I guess the point being is that kind of say like 1999 uh, Stanley Cup series. Fo- 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 but you see that drives me insane too, right? Absolutely terrible crazy. fucking rule. It was it was a rule, but it was the rule. I agree with that one. But that's, so that's. But in, how do you how do you like how do you bend that rule though? You can't bend that one. You can bend other rules, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I guess I can see what you're saying, right? But if it's a rule, if you agree with it or not, 
I would just rather the game be called for the game's sake as opposed to being called for what the fans want to see or what's better for the business or anything like that, right? Like, I guess at the end of the day, professional sports is a business. It's always going to be a business. I totally understand that. But but would you not rather watch playoff games over regular season games? Absolutely. That's that's a no-brainer. But And that's not just due to the fact that more is online. It's because the players are playing at a more intensified... Then uh, show me that all season or show me the regular season. You can't. Like, you do 82 games of that intensity, you're not going to last. You can't. Yeah, that's very true. Then then you can't just... But I don't like how it's just automatically switched. Now I have to tell all my players to play a different way. I have to change my coaching strategy to... Because I like that. Gonna... I think that shows the versatility as a coach. Like, you can't just be a coach and be... That's the, that's the difference between good coaches and great coaches. Adjust. Good coaches. In-game adjustments? Yeah. Yeah. You that's can't right. adjust to the game that's being played, then you're not a good... You're not a great coach. You're not going to win anything. If you can only play a certain way... If you can only adapt to a certain way, only call a certain way, that's a good coach. Like, yeah, that's you need, logical. That's, you need a certain team around you to be good. That makes sense. I'll, I'll for sure concede that. I'll concede that. I, I understand where you're coming from. I do yeah. understand. Yeah, we're just like the we're Canadian. That's funny. Actually, you know, so just a little thing on baseball here. We will talk on baseball a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't say we're, we're experts by any stretch of any. We're Jays fans. Jays fans, through and through. Uh, Canadian. If you haven't figured that out yet. Proximity to Buffalo. Where do we live? <laughs> Where's Graham Tay and Nick? Am I right? Um, if they, we'll I, never tell. I, I'm not a huge fan of like AI or robots or cameras being involved in refereeing heavily. But if there's one thing that needs to exist, it's computers calling the strike zone in baseball. I yeah. Umpire, I agree with umpires that. have every strike zone is completely different and not consistent. But I, can I say in game they're pretty consistent. Yeah, game, game to game they're not, but yeah. in game they're pretty consistent. In game they're consistent for sure, but if it's completely wrong, what's consistent? Exactly. Then that's no, insane, I right? agree. I agree. Like to me, the advent of the you know like the strike zone on the on your screen when you're watching yeah. a game on TV. I should be able to. You can tell. That like every viewer can if, tell if, if strike or ball. If if me and you watching, bucket that makes that number, makes that makes the like the umpire absolutely. You don't need. No, it. it doesn't. No, it doesn't because you still need to have someone there to call home. I still want someone on the field. To call That's right. Home. Yeah. I still need. A, I still want my crew judge to you know have final say for foul and. Like, so he's got a mic in his ear. He's gonna still call. Exactly right. Like he exactly. He's got his mic in his ear, and that that's the only thing, right? Like I don't want them calling. Like I think baseball's gotten too bad with their replays and their uh, coach challenge and everything like that, right? Like I I don't want to get into that, but I think the strike zone needs to needs to drastically change. Like, I think computers need to be doing that. Cameras need to be doing that. Calling down to the to the umpire and their signal. I can agree. Okay. Man, just, just nothing but agreeing here. Um, if you ever had a bad day, just come listen to our podcast. It's just really happy <laughs> and uplifting <laughs> positive. Um, We're all great friends here. All just really great friends. Just a couple of great buddies hanging out, podcasting. I'm okay so much. Beer's mandatory. Um, so I'm going to dive in, guys. Uh so we all started watching professional sports at a young age. We all started watching professional sports, different professional sports, all at different ages. Um, Nick, you said you watched uh, football starting about 2002? Um, before then, uh, probably like 2000, 2001, but yeah. But you and, probably, you and Tay family grew up together, you probably started at the... Roughly the same time, watching professional football. I think Taylor probably was watching games here and there just because his, uh, my uncle, his dad, was more of a football fan than Your my dad was. Um, but well, ultimately, fan, me and Taylor started playing together. Like, we got into it together. So, yeah, we got 
pretty much the same time. Caught, like, started early, following it at the same early two thousands or so, right? Yes. I can, uh, and I was saying, I was saying to Lauren, right, like why, why I got so involved in, in the Leafs game on, on Thursday or Friday night, Thursday night. Um, some of my earliest memories, like me being six, seven years old, was I was able to stay up late on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday nights, right? Yes. Like, so I got like a, my glass of root beer and some like salt vinegar chips or something <laughs> like that. And I was able to stay up till nine thirty, right, to watch <laughs> the Leafs game, right? So. I think that stuff's ingrained in our minds, and you know we all started watching different sports. Like, I don't, I don't think I started watching football regularly, probably until two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, right? Like Saturday. high school. Yeah, probably like around high school. Right? Like you guys were so involved yeah. in it. Yeah. Like I, I was a Denver Broncos fan for a long time, right? Like we had Elway, and then nothing. Your Tebow, probably. Parent, uh, dad, football fan. My Broncos. dad. Uh, How the Broncos is what I'm asking. Uh, I, I don't want to say because it's kind of lame, but uh, John? John came over and he's like, Yo, you, do you like NFL? And I'm like, no, I have no idea what NFL is. And then he had uh, an NFL 2000 computer game. So Madden. Was, yeah, Madden 2000, that right? funny? John introduced someone to Madden. John. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I've been this guy getting Madden for years. <laughs> So he threw it in, uh, threw it in his computer, and he's like, "Oh, you got to see the Denver Broncos, best team." And uh, it's my first team. Didn't mind them. Like I like horses. Um, <laughs> Denver Broncos. There we were. Well, that makes sense. Why John's a Denver Bronco fan as well? Yeah, John's a huge horse guy. Big, equest <laughs> big equestrian, that guy. Big equestrian. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're a fan, because he's like, "This is my favorite team to play with." Why? No idea. I have no idea where he came. We'll get him on the podcast and have to find out where he came. John is someone you guys will definitely meet someday. He'll be yeah. a guest feature on this podcast. John's sure. just really a matter of when he's down next. He'll probably be on this. John lives. John's a Sharks fan. Yeah, he's yeah. he's in Haven right now. Broncos fan, Sharks fan, Jays fan, Raptors fan. We definitely all share the same. Baseball, basketball. basketball. <laughs> but where do we live? Where Everything do we live? Is... Yeah. But where do we live? Everything else is scrambled. Um, yeah. But so, some of my earliest memories of watching basketball. So, when I was a kid, my parents said I wasn't allowed to play hockey because it was too dangerous. Uh, I later found out my dad's just a cheap Scot, and I think it was probably too expensive. Oh, but realistically, um, like, it's a dangerous sport. expensive. Ironically enough, though, I played lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, That's not, not wrong. cheap. Ironically enough, I played lacrosse for two years. And he seemed, like, really okay with that, right? And I don't know what it is. Is that I mean, not expensive, too? Do you got to buy all that equipment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's, like... You have to buy it? You don't have to buy skates. True. Right? So you're buying a pair, like... But you're buying your... See, playing football, we rented equipment. And then we gave it back at the end of the season. Oh, that's interesting. We didn't have that's, to have our own. That's a smart Just our own cleats. And, like, if you wanted to have gloves or yeah, just whatever. Like, that's a smart business model, though. That's yeah. a smart business model for minor sports. Like, everybody was but, lined up at this place again. That was high school, it. too. Yeah. yeah, the team, like the high school yeah. team. Yeah, well, that makes hockey. sense though, right? Like that's pretty yeah, hockey is the same. Hockey would have been the same, yeah. 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 But um, so what sport I was allowed to play was, and soccer's not a sport, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Soccer's a sport. It's a hobby. Um, Man, you can't, you can't it's, just it's, deny these guys athletic ability. Hold on, hold on. Just because you don't like it's, it's just you don't like the sport. It's acting with is running. Is ball a sport? Wiffle ball is a sport. Wiffle ball is life. Guys, we're big into wiffle ball. And... 
season starting soon. We got out there for uh, over, over spring Easter, training over Easter weekend. <laughs> Pretty soggy. I, I thought my defense was in midseason form. I gotta be brutally honest with you. I gotta Graham say was my pitching well. was looking like I was the shaky. first game of the year. Yeah, yeah. I was shaky. No, I was I was already into it. My arm was no, sore. But that being said, when when soccer is full of athletes. Yeah, just because yeah. Graham does not like sport, it is still a sport. They're top. Of it. I'm not gonna take that from them. They're some of the top top athletes in the world. It's definitely a sport. Um, <laughs> what I guess I didn't tell you guys, I was actually practicing with all, all winter long. Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was for sure. Yeah, definitely was. You stole a ball? I, I stole more than one ball. Five bucks. Five bucks. They're expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't cheap balls. Um, Not cheap. But I the sport that... Five they bucks. never break. They never they clean. No, we started smacking them at the end of the season yeah, they take a, They take some wear and tear. Yo, they were... Well, we got the bats on every brand. Get the ball brand voice. voice. If you want to buy... Paul, Paul was in, involved in these <laughs> crushing balls. Yeah. <laughs> Paul is uh, trying to crush balls. That guy's so aggressive. <laughs> so aggressive. Buys his rice and bulk. Um, <laughs> anyways, but the sport that my parents did let me play, mostly because I think they just wanted to be inside in a warm gym in the winter, was basketball. Um, so great sport. Great, terrific sport. We've talked about it already. I wish I kept playing. Um, so I probably, I got into basketball probably around like 1999, 2000. And uh, like again, I, I'm a white gentleman, but uh, I got pretty decent at basketball. Like all when we play pickup, Graham steals games. Yeah, he schools. I'm us. not usually the first pick in any sports, but uh, yeah, I was usually the first pick in basketball. More often He's, than not. Man, out of, our, out of our friends, yeah. Thank you so much. Like, just aggressively nice here. If I was a captain, I'd be picking Graham number one overall. Look at that. Look at that. Hey, I pick you number one. <laughs> uh, that's a mistake. I'm a bust. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's, I wouldn't say Nick. Do not pick me number one. I am not a number one overall. My fundament, fundamentals are pretty shaky. He's a fun guy. Nick can get rebounds, but under the net, or any offense, is just like, no. Set a screen. I can, a screen! Yeah. <laughs> I can dribble and shoot and rebound. Dribble, if uh, I can do all three of those things in a game situation, I'm going to Give me one. Dribble, Please give me dribble, one. Dribble's yeah. questionable. Dribble's very questionable. <laughs> uh, so check out oh, yeah, this. I lose control of the time. Check out this summer for a beer's mandatory three-on-three -three tournament. Um, it's going to happen. But when I started first watching basketball, I got in like around 2002, 2001. So like right in the kind of heart of those Lakers, uh, Kobe Shaq teams, oh, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. So really got into them. Raptors were never really good. So uh, VC at the time. Yeah, Vince Carter at the time. Uh, well, towards like the end of Vince Carter, I guess Vince Carter, right? Like kind of spurred a nation. Holy shit! Yeah, thank you so much, Vince Carter. If you ever want to be on the podcast, come back, baby. Yeah. Come to Toronto next year. You're a free agent. I agree. I agree. And we'll get to that at some point. Yeah. Why I think they should have Vince Carter, but it's for probably different reasons. Um. But so, like, the Raptors had Vince Carter, sure, but, you know, like, you'd see Kobe and Shaq on the Lakers. Alan Iverson was doing his thing at the time, right? Yeah. Like, uh... Dwayne Wade. No, no, no Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne Wade's not in the league at this point. Okay. Um, so 2004... Tim Duncan? Tim Duncan was doing his thing. He already won, like, a championship or two. Uh, David Robinson? On his way out, but, yeah, okay. he's still in the league. Um, but, like, I even saw, like, the tail end of careers of, like, uh... Like, Carmelo. Okay. Stockton, yep, yep. Kevin Garnett when he first came in the league, right? Like, that's when I started. KG on the T-Wolves. Oh. oh, man. Terrific player, right? Like, even back then, I knew him, like, oh, this guy. There's some, <laughs> this guy's special, He's right? gonna be special. Like, I'm yeah. eight years old, and, like, this guy's an insane. He's running, like, a, a freak out there. Um, but so, like, the very first finals I really remember watching was the 2004 uh, Los Angeles Lakers versus Detroit Pistons. So the Los Angeles Lakers in 2004 had Kobe and Shaq. So they had won from 2000 to 2002 the championship, lost in the Western Conference Finals to San Antonio in 2003. Who went on to win? Who went on to win the championship? Against? Uh, in 2003, they beat New Jersey or Indiana, I want to say. Oh, yeah. The 
Pacers, Reggie Miller. Like I, Reggie Miller was there at the time, right? So the 2004 Lakers, they re-upped. They had Shaq, Kobe. Derek Fisher was like still young, 24, 25. They had... Uh, uh, and then they went out and got Carl Malone. They Rick Fox. Yeah, Rick Fox would have... Yep, still been there. Carl Malone and Gary Payton. So heavily favored against the Detroit Pistons. Um, Detroit Pistons, one and five. Gentlemen sweep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, through suffocating defense. Their defensive rating for the entire year was 85. They held two opponents under 60 points. The entire year? Like regular season, postseason? 85. Holy. In the playoffs, wow. they held two teams under 60. Points? They held what? two teams under 60 points in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. To score, that is but that is ridiculous. No matter you're in the playoffs, you need to be putting more than fucking sixty points on the board. Yeah, man. Yeah, and like different Holy game, like you could get a hats you, off. Eh? You could get away, you could get away with a lot more back then. Like that's absolutely true. But still, like to hold a team under six, like to hold a grown man playing in the NBA under sixty points, that's that's truly remarkable, right? That is ridiculous. But like, just hear some of these, like some of these guys, like Ben Wallace, nine point five uh, points, twelve point four boards. Rip Hamilton, probably the best player on the team, maybe Chauncey Billups. But Rip Hamilton was only uh, seventeen point six points, four assists, with a twenty six percent three point shot. Uh, Chauncey Billups, sixteen nine five seven with thirty eight percent. They got Rasheed Wallace at the trade deadline that year. Um, Mehmet Okur was on that team. Uh, decent bench, too, like Lindsey Hunter, Corliss Williamson. I remember Corliss Williamson. I was a big fan. Uh, Mike James, he played for the Raptors for a little bit. Yeah, point yeah. card. Yeah, point card, right? He was on that team. So they had kind of uh, no true star player. Like, I think, like, even now, like, I'm not sure Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, or Tayshaun Prince makes I, a top 50 conversation. No. Right? Like, Billups would be, in my mind, just based on what I know, NBA didn't watch it back then. Yeah. Billups would be the guy that I would think would be the star of that team. Yeah, yeah, like Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, yeah. Chauncey Billups was the leader. He won the finals MVP, right? Okay, there you go. I'll give him that. But uh, but again, no true star. Like it this guy won the MVP. It, it, Kawhi Leonard won the finals MVP on a team with Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker. Yeah. Like, Kawhi was the best player in that series, but you can't say that Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker did not contribute yeah. to that series <laughs> win. That's just insane. But, uh, and I'm surprised, like, I really am that no one's, uh, and you know what, I think with Beers Mandatory we should expand out and, like, I'll, I'll, I'll write this up, but I really think, I, the Raptors are very similar to what the Detroit Pistons were. Like, uh, top five defense, obviously it's a different game, you could hand grab back then, like, so There's no way the Raptors are holding the team under 60. But that, no team in the NBA this... Could do that. Exactly, it's a different game, right? Yeah. The three-point shot and and pace and everyone's running around, right? It's a completely different game. But the Raptors are as good a defensive team as most other teams in the NBA, right? Oh, they got, yeah. Top five defensive rating, top five offensive rating, right? Um, And then, like, so if you listen to this, I could list ten guys right now... All averaging over seven points. Uh, OG Ananobi at six points. Okay, all averaging over six points. Um, that's ten guys all averaging over six points. Now that's depth on a team that just doesn't exist. And if you look at it, they have more... That's minimum 60 points. Six points. Yeah, but ten. Out of the ten oh, guys. Oh, exactly. Okay, minimum, minimum no matter what. Minimum 60, 60 points, points, right? So that's no matter what. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good half. Yeah. No matter what, you have half your game's points. And that's a minimum. That's a minimum, right? Between 10 players on your full squad. Yeah. And these aren't, like, your players, essentially? Or is this just at least averaging six? Like, 
Yeah, these, these, are, these are all your players. Like, you got okay. you got Drozen going twenty three. You're not even exactly. counting that. You're I'm just saying six. We have ten players okay. over six points. Okay. Um, and like they have more star power. Like that's just that's just factual. Like Demar Derozan is more of a star now than I'd say Rip Hamilton or Chauncey Billups ever was. Demar Derozan's a bona fide star in the league. He's a bona fide star in this league. You can say what you want, but the guy changed his game. At his twenty eight year season or twenty nine year season, he changed how he played the game. One of the most underrated players in the he's league. One of the most sure. Toronto, if, him and DeRozan's a different market. Lillard he's not underrated. Goran Dragic out in Miami. One of the Ooh, most underrated true. players in the NBA. Very true. Um, but like, DeMar DeRozan... He's, a, he's more of a complete player. Goran? Goran. Yeah, Goran's insane, man. He's a very talented player. Um, little love. We don't just give love to the rap. He's a good, he's a good player. <laughs> I think Goran's Goran more complete player than DeRozan. But DeRozan excels in different areas better, better than, than Goran. Goran. Oh, I think Goran's a better, or I think Demar's better than Goran, but yeah, sure. I I give I'd say Goran. Goran's a better playmaker, like yeah, exactly. He's a point guard. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just yeah, different position. Yeah. But like Demar Derozan's better than Rip Hamilton ever was. Yeah. Kyle yeah. Lowry, right now at his career, so he's thirty-two. So Chauncey Billups was about 24, 25. Oh, he's playing the best basketball in his life right now. I'd say Kyle Lowry is comparable. You know what? Everyone in mainstream America media, when they hear this, like I know Paul Pierce and Tracy McGrady are gonna when they hear this, you know, because they they listen. Jalen Rose, they're gonna say that it's just not true, but. I, I would say Kyle Lowry's a comparable right now to Chauncey Billups. Tayshaun Prince, uh, young, had a very good playoff run this year. I remember it distinctly. He, he averaged uh, close to 20 points, if not over 20 points. Um, he was supposed to be the savior. He, he reminds me of a lot of OG Ananobi right now. Like, yeah, OG Ananobi's not averaging as many points or anything like that, but stellar defense, knocking down some threes. He looks awesome. Playing well. It actually shocks me that he's only averaging six. Yeah. Exactly, right? Like, but, he's, but he's doing his part. Like, at no point when OG Ananobi's on the court, am I like, oh, my God. It's not like when, you know, Damari Carroll was on the court or anything uh, like that, right? Or uh, or Patrick Patterson last year, like, when he just forgot how to shoot in the playoffs. Like, yeah. it was never like that. OG, OG Ananobi is just soft. He reminds me a lot of Tayshaun Prince. Rasheed Wallace, uh, nasty guy, yeah, comes from those Portland Jail Blazers. Um, different game, right? Like, different game. He was a, a solid defensive player. But let me just read you the numbers here. Uh... 13.7 points and 7 boards for Rasheed Wallace a game. Serge Ibaka at 12.6 and 6.3 with 1.6 Is this regular season or just postseason? Regular season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rasheed Wallace, 32% from the three-point line. Serge Ibaka, 36. Again, Rasheed Wallace, probably a little bit, at that stage of his career, was probably a little bit better than Serge Ibaka is now. But Serge Ibaka is... Well, defensively. Yeah. yeah I, I'd even say offensively at that, yeah? that stage of his career okay. as well, too. Knee injuries hadn't taken his toll on them or anything like that. But still, like, Serge Ibaka is the closest thing you can get at this stage of his career to where Rasheed Wallace was. Can I say Serge Ibaka is great, like, Raptors well needed team. to re-sign him. He fits well with this team. Yeah. He fits very well with this team. But I'm just saying, like, that's a very good comparable of Rasheed Wallace versus Serge Ibaka, right? Um, like, Memonacor, Lindsey Hunter, Coyos, William, Mike James, and Chucky Atkins, I remember all those guys playing. They all had different varying lengths of career, varying levels of success. There is no way that... DeLon Wright, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, CJ Miles, Jakob Pertl, Norm Powell, and uh, Bebe, Lucas Naguera are not better than them off the bench. Like, that's just true. Like, J- JV is, you can compare him to Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace is a considerably better defender and rebounder. Jonas Valanciunas is a way better offensive player. Yeah. And he's no slouch on defense. Well, he's no slouch on rebounding, and he's not terrible on defense or anything. Ben like Wallace that. is like, like, you can't compare him to The defensive guy. Yeah. yeah, he was a defensive guy. But it's a different game. Ben Wallace... One through physicality, right? Yeah. And you, oh, could, yeah. and you could do that back in the day. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just, it's remarkable. The bad boys. 
Bad Boy Pistons. Yeah. That's what I love. Secondary. Right? Yeah. That's what I loved, right? Like, I agree. Um, and that's what I loved about them, right? Like, they went up against the Lakers. Like, they people were dubbing these the next Showtime Lakers. Like, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Carl uh, Malone, 41-year-old Carl Malone, had some MVP seasons, just got stopped by Jordan and his Bulls. Gary Payton, uh, still no sludge at that point, right? But, like... How old was Gary Payton at that time? He was, like, 38, 39. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was old. Or 36. Come off the bench. No, he started. He started over Derek Fish. Derek Fisher came off the bench. Okay. Yeah, he started over Fish. Um, Kobe, man, that guy's crazy. Yeah, so was Shaq, dude. But here's the thing. The Lakers went up. They had this star caliber team. Called them. Again, this is a, a crazy comparison. Knock on wood. But, you know, they were the star team. They were the Golden State Warriors. They were the Houston Rockets, right? And all Detroit did was go in, play their team game, and they won. They won five. five. They, they won in five. Right? That, the Raptors stick to the gameplay and play that team game. That It's a legitimate Dwayne game. Casey's got to have a, a powerful voice if that happens. Yeah. And everyone's got to buy in. I think they have. I they think have. They, they I have. think they saw what the past four years have brought and it hasn't been good. They have, but they can sway, right? Yeah, it's true. You, they, but that's, you know, in a 48-minute NBA game, you can't play the exact same way. No. Like you said, like you, from a good to a great coach, you have to be able to make adjustments, right? Yeah. Now, I think Dwayne Casey... Is a great. I think he's. A great I agree, coach. and I think at the end of the day, if you have Demar Derozan, I wouldn't just want to play. You know, move the ball, move the ball, three point shot. If you have Demar Derozan, oh, you can abuse that. I think sometimes at certain points in the game. I think in game, what was it? You game, get the matchup. Uh, you abuse Demar Derozan. Game one was it? Yeah, game one. Demar had kind of a, a slow first half yeah. in the series, oh, yeah. and then he comes out and has a 10-0 run in yeah. the in the third quarter, right? Like. But like Dwayne Casey probably saw what like I don't know who was covering him at the time. Porter Jr. Yeah. Oh, that's like that, good, that's a pretty good. That's a good cover, right? But DeRozan, that's his, his, that's his starter, right? Like that's, that's his ability to do it, right? America, that's DeRozan, right there. America, America. But like, that's a comparison. They can play a team game, but you still have that DeMar DeRozan go do a shot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mock something up. I'm definitely gonna put that into an article, give you some statistical stits. Um, but yeah, I I I think the 17-18 Raptors team. Is comparable to that 0304 championship. Well, let's hope so. Maybe they can hey. go on a championship run. Well, not yeah. on wood there, boys. All right. I think uh, now's as good a time as any to uh, say thank you for listening. I know you were listening, everyone. Donald Trump. If you're still um, here, we appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you. But uh, that's Beer's Mandatory signing off. It's going to be a weekly occurrence. So uh, we hope you enjoyed because I know we did. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Next week is going to be some serious draft recap talk. <laughs> Little preview. Denzel Ward to the Packers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boys, you're not going to like the squirrel fish. You're now my 20. Oh, fuck. 101 to 80.